This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up and welcome back to Kind of Funny's The Last of Us HBO Breakdown. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the new face of video games, Blessing Adeoye Jr. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Bless. We're also joined today by the big daddy himself, Greg Miller. Now I've heard the man I'll call a coward, Blessing, mm. talk about this behind our fucking backs. Uh-huh. But how much longer is he the new face of video games? Because he's been around a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wonder this every single time. Yeah, I mean... Eh. It's one of those things where... Don't take it's it personally. All, Don't take no, it personally. There, there, there's nothing personal to take. There, until there's a, somebody else that's new, you are still the new one. Sure. You it's, like a rain, it's like a reigning champion. Situation. Exactly. Got it. So we need, we need a number one contender in order for you to be Kind of like how I'm still trending mm-hmm. gamer. Exactly. Yeah. There's been none since. <laughs> no gamers <laughs> trending. Oh. There's been a few. They've all been canceled. You know, yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's reverted Jeez back Christ. to me every time somebody's gone down. It's like in uh, <laughs> Prince of Persia to, or Warrior Within when death is, like, chasing them down, like, Throughout history, that's that's you now with yep. trending gamers, Greg. They'll never catch yeah, me. They Greg will Miller. never catch him. He's too fast. Too fast. <laughs> too fast. Try to keep everybody. up. Try to keep up. Hey, look at the shirt. Nice shirt. Little dry bone shirt. Oh, is that it's not our shirt? It's just a dope shirt. A blaze in mushroom. What does that say? I can't see it. A blaze in mushroom. Where did you get that shirt? <sighs> that's a good no, 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 no. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I want to say Dracula bite. B Y T E. They, they they do a bunch of different shirts, but I'm going to Instagram while you do the intro to make sure He's I got it He's going to Instagram. Right. He's going to figure it out, everybody. And this is the intro that he was just talking about. Of course, this is kind of funny screencast where we get together to talk about all of the latest in TV, movies, and trailers. Uh, when there's shows that we're really invested in, we like to do episode-by-episode breakdowns, and that's why we're doing just that. Nail the Dracula bite. Dracula Bite with the Y, everybody. Um, you can watch this every single week as we break down The Last of Us. We have two episodes remaining. Um, but this week, we are also starting our Mandalorian Season 3 breakdowns. We'll be doing that Mando, every single week. you're a legend. Oh, the legend returns, and he's looking good. Let me tell yeah, you what. Weather's looking good. Oh, yeah, real good. He got a fancy new outfit. He's running shit. He has his own city now. Wow, spoiler wow. The come up, everybody. Anyways, really excited about that. Um, and like I said, we're going to be doing um, this for the next couple weeks. And next week, we have a really special guest. The one and only Troy Baker is going to join us for our episode breakdown of The Last of Us. I'm very excited about all of that. So make sure that you subscribe to podcast feeds. Search for Kind of Funny Screencast. It will be right there for you. If you want to watch it as a video, youtube.com slash kind of funny is where you want to be, where we do this live every Monday at 9 a.m. Or you could watch it later whenever you would like to. Um, some more housekeeping for you real quick. Later today, The Blessing Show comes out. You want to talk about that, Bless? Uh, not really. Let's leave not it a surprise. Just yeah. tune in. 11 a.m. Pacific time. No, I'm very excited about it. Me and Roger have been working uh, very hard on it. Um, and yeah, you can tune in live 11 a.m. Pacific time for the premiere. And then it'll be on YouTube.com. So it's kind of funny game. So you want to come back and watch it. Also, share this episode. Watching yes. this a lot share. of secrecy around this episode. So I want to keep it a surprise. 
Share the secrets, everybody. If it's about Avengers, we're going to have some. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they not kill keep Avengers? Secret. Do not keep them safe. Very excited for that. So check that out live at 11 a.m. Today we're brought to you by HelloFresh, but I'll tell you about that later. Um, real quick, patreon.com slash kindoffunny is where you can go to not hear about those ads. And you can also be a Patreon producer like Trent Berry, James Hastings, Colin Huguenel, Casey Andrew, or Nathan Lamothe. Thank you all so very, very much. Uh, I want to get right into this, and I'm going to say it right now. We're going full spoilers from the beginning. We're seven episodes into this. We don't need to talk about spoiler-free stuff. We are going full spoilers for The Last of Us show, The Last of Us games, The Last of Us comics, anything The Last of Us. The next time on commercials, every single thing Whoa. can be spoiled. So prepare yourselves for that, and if you're not prepared for that, I don't know what to tell you, Jack. I just don't know what to tell you. Bless, what yeah. did you think about this episode, Left Behind? Uh, it's funny, last week I was talking about how it felt like Pedro Pascal had watched the Bill and Frank episode and watched the Sam and Henry <laughs> episode and was like, I'm not going to let y'all out-act me in my own show. I'm bringing this stuff today. And this last episode felt like Bella Ramsey saw Pedro Pascal in the last episode and was like, I'm not going to let you out-act me on this show. I'm going to bring my bring this stuff today. And I think this episode um, it was fantastic. Bella Ramsey really brought the stuff. I think for me, this really elevated her Ellie. You know, we already love her as Ellie, uh, Ellie already, but I think what she brought to this episode even elevated that further in terms of um, what they did with her back and forth with Riley. What um, what she brought, what they both brought in performance toward the last like ten to twenty minutes of the episode. I thought that was fantastic. Um, man, the way in which. This episode adapted the DLC in ways that I didn't even think about, right? Like, a lot of that DLC, I'd say, is just hanging out in the mall and, like, going to the arcade, doing the photo booth. Like, I believe there was a water gun fight or something in that DLC. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I, remember. And I, don't, I don't know if they did that in the TV show. But, like, you know, there's a lot of elements. I watched it last night. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, there, there are a lot of elements like Listen, that. Listen, I didn't watch the whole thing. I, <laughs> Listen, I got halfway through and I was like, all right, they did it. I don't even watch the rest. <laughs> but, yeah, like, there are a lot of, there, there's a lot of just, like, hanging out in the DLC that I yeah. thought they adapted in ways where I was like, oh, yeah, they, like, this really just felt like playing the DLC all over again. And the game, I, I played the game with, with Last of Part 1 when that came out. I didn't check out the DLC again. And so it's been a long time since I've actually played the DLC. And I was worried about that when I was going to the show of like, okay, am I going to be able to compare and contrast all the right ways? But watching the show really actually brought forth all the memories that I kind of forgot about when it came to the things that happened in the DLC. So I think they did a great job with that. Um, Riley, uh, the act actress that played Riley, I thought did a Storm great Reed. job. Storm Reed, yeah, of course. We know her from Euphoria? Yeah, yep, Euphoria. Euphoria. Um, she brought the stuff. And yeah, I thought it was overall a really great episode. Greg Miller. It was a beautiful episode. Uh, I think back to Blessing's point of, you know, expanding on the DLC in different ways. It, for me personally, playing through Left Behind so many years ago, right, I thought it was very much anchored in ellie's perspective in terms of oh ellie is is ellie oh ellie's interested in riley this is really cute this is really fun and watch that ex go and then have the kiss and be like oh man they're they, she's into her too this is great i thought this episode did a better job of giving it i don't want to say breadcrumbs i guess more interactions there in the moment that made it be like oh riley's in on this too she understands what she's doing if i guess my interpretation on my first playthrough of the left behind on left uh, left behind was that of course riley loves ellie in some way and is going through and making this crazy thing to say goodbye whereas this one felt more like a date mm -hmm. for me in the, in the game riley's moves in in terms of making this felt more like a goodbye and this felt more like i wanted to take you on a, a date and i thought that played better and made it for me have stakes in both characters' perspectives and what they were doing and why they were going through it. Uh, back to the point of, yeah, the acting I thought was great. Uh, you know, this is something I would usually uh, leave up to Tim, but I only notice it when it's really good or not that great. Music. 
I thought some of the music oh, choices yeah. were not good in this. Where not not the licensed music that was all great, but like there was a section running on rooftops where they just put in some weird guitar thing, and I was just like, "What is Actually, this?" Actually, uh, Last of Us music. I, I love I it. Baby. Like it. Uncharted vibe totally took me out of it. Where I was like, oh, this, ain't, "This ain't playing the right way." There was something towards the end that did it well. Not the licensed stuff at all. That I thought that was all great. Uh, and yeah, you know, again, Bella Ramsey. Uh, what a performance! Yeah, I think yeah, I think in it, what a performance for her in terms of the Ellie we've seen so much and get a new side and get a new dimension to her. But then also for uh, Storm to be in the beginning, it was very much knowing where it's going, yada yada yada. I was like, mm. when they were in the room, I'm like, do I buy that they they have a romantic thing going on, or you know what I mean, young love, whatever you want to call it? Not like they're gonna be together forever. Your first kiss, general. But like as that went in, I was totally bought into this relationship that they had and, and saw more of it. I thought that was great. And I think it was, you know, you know, back to our conversation last week of like, would we see Joel in this? Would we not see Joel in this? How would they do it? I think it was a really great way of putting it in of like, here's the button and it, you know, this all happens in a, you know, synapse fire in Ellie's brain as she's got her hand on the door, right? Of like no, you know, Riley wanted to wait it out and get every last moment with me, and I want to get every last moment with Joel. I thought that was beautiful. But, Tim, what did you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you guys, and uh, Greg, you bring it up, like how this differs from the game. I Similar to Bless, like I haven't replayed um, this DLC. In, I mean, I guess I it wasn't that long ago. I did right before uh, Last of Us Part Two. Um, but so I'm not that familiar with like the details, um, every, of every single thing, but I'm with you, Greg, that I thought this, um, version of it did a much better job of making it feel like it was a date. And I think that that kind of framing made it feel, um, a lot more like important than the game even did. And I feel like the connections between the two characters in this, like there was a, a level of, um, like love that i had for the characters and the experience that they were having because i just think that it is like the most beautiful thing that could possibly happen in a zombie apocalypse sure. just these like two young people like have experiencing love for the first and last time uh for one of them at least and um the the framing of the abandoned mall i mean first off there's just nothing cooler than that but more than that like her powering it up and it being this like secret place that they get to to go to and experience all these things that they never got to in their own lives because they were robbed of that due to the apocalypse so then like having the moments in the halloween store and like all the the little things that we've talked about for years now um but having it in a different uh medium and having the it actually be mortal kombat 2 and they referenced that so in, earlier in the episodes but the amount that it focused on that game and just the, the fact that we're watching this show this breakthrough show on hbo mega hit the biggest um kind of from video game to uh, tv movie thing that we've ever seen and there's a reverence for video games in it and i just love the celebration of that and it being mortal kombat 2 in particular i think is really special sure. with all the early 90s like government coming down on video games and the war on violence and video games and all that and for this show to just straight up like put it front and center show the fatality i just something about that is just like there's it's mm. There's a, a, a love and reverence for video games. That, oh, yeah. That, that I mean, just in general, so having hard. just, you know, being able to glance around um, the arcade and see Tetris and then see, you know, she sat down at Daytona USA, right? And we had the Sega logo. And, like, there is such a cool way of, like, you know, we talk about video game adaptations. We talk about all these different ways. It's awesome to see them do this in a PlayStation Studios production and not somehow shoehorn PlayStation in every chance they get, right? This is very much of like, no, no we're telling a story here and we're going to use the games and arcade machines that make sense. Totally. And just hearing like the Mortal Kombat theme play oh, yeah. as they're like talking to each other and like, like kind of falling in love in a way. I was just like, this is beautiful. If you want to know, one of my only regrets from Dice 2023 mm. is that I was backstage bullshitting with Ed Boon and I never even thought to talk to him about The Last of Us. 
Oh, yeah. this is our usually our annual catch up when we get to hang out in the green room backstage before he goes out to give out an award or get an award or whatever. And this time we just talked about phone cases and bullshit. I was watching it last night. I was like, motherfucker, why didn't I say something? My favorite was them standing outside the arcade and Ellie going, "This is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen." Oh, it's just great. Right? Totally. And I, it, it I, the way in which they. I think they've uh, shifted a bit of the context in the show, uh, even throughout the season. When we talk about Bill and Frank, for example, and how like I really like that episode, and I think everybody loves that episode. I think part of that is because not homophobes, except for homophobes. Uh, part of that is the fact that you're watching these men reclaim pre-apocalyptic um, life, right? It's them living as normal, and you can see how special that is uh, to them. Where seeing Ellie and uh, and Riley outside the arcade and going, "This is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen," right? And like. You know, br- bringing bringing that, I guess, to this post-apocalypse, like the idea of, hey, we get to go to an arcade and have fun and do all this stuff, I thought was really special. Yeah. Totally. And I thought that uh, the performances were, were amazing as they are every single week. But yeah, Storm Reed is such a talent. I was talking about this a, a couple weeks ago, but uh, the movie Missing, I highly recommend it. I think it's on digital now. You can watch it. It's the follow-up to Searching from a couple years ago, and she's the lead in it, and she just crushes. She's so talented, and that shines through. And you know, we've been watching um, Bella Ramsey for the last couple of weeks, and like she's just so great at being Ellie. To see a foil to Ellie and to see this connection between them and somebody that can match her, I thought was really great. And they did a good job of showing a growth and a change in Ellie, like even in d- just this one episode with the the runtime of this show. And I think that was because they they focused, they didn't cut back and forth between present time and and the flashback like they do in the games. I do think that the present time stuff didn't work for me as well here. Like um, the end of the episode came off as a little goofy. Like I, it works and I get what they're doing, but um, it's a far-fetched idea that Ellie saves Joel, period, whether it's the game version or this version. Yeah. But her sewing him together, it was like, a little too on the nose for me. I don't know. And a little too too fast, but I can't come up with a better solution for what I would have liked. But I do think not having the back and forth between her being in an abandoned mall in the mm-hmm. present time, reflecting back to this magical moment with the power on with Riley, there's something special there that I think was lost in this episode um, and not having all of that. I understand why they did it, but I do think that because they didn't do that, the pacing of this in the season kind of felt a little weird to me where we know we only have Two episodes, two episodes left, left yeah. um, where, and I don't know a better placement for it, but just with how this feels, it kind of just feels like we've had a lot of like pull away distractions from moving forward. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of get where you're, where you're going with that, uh, going with with that one. Uh, I think for me, I in, I at first I didn't like the oh man, we okay, we know Joel's alive, right? Like this is the first thing that they they show off in the sh- in the episode. Uh, and Gia then, lost her shit. She's like, thank <laughs> God, and I'm like, this is so funny. It's funny because you know we talked about last week how they would do, how how they would do it. We did not see it until next episode, all this stuff. And when they first showed it, I was like, oh, it's a bit anticlimactic, whatever. And then you get to the end, and I ended up. Uh, coming back around on it where I actually enjoyed uh, how they did it because I thought it was a really good way to frame hey this is you know Ellie's struggling with what to do with Joel Joel's literally telling Ellie hey go to Tom leave me do all this stuff and I think using left behind as the reason as as to why she doesn't want to leave Joel right why she's staying with him why she's going to save him at the end of the episode I thought for me actually did work as powerful and then also in terms of pacing helps to lead into next episode because of course next episode is going to be you know Ellie going to David's crew figuring out medicine all that stuff and you know I think we get a lot of those steps here in this episode that we're not gonna have to waste time with in the next episode and so for me it, it ended up working in the end also I thought you know one of the criticisms I had throughout this show but I think last week when we were talking more about it was the belief in Ellie, this Ellie and Joel, right, versus game Ellie and Joel. I thought, you know, 
it was a very beautiful moment at the end here when, you know, well, first off, you know, heartbreaking in the beginning when uh, Joel tells Ellie to go, right? Go back to Tom, as you call them. Uh, and then at the end when she comes back and he, you know, like squeezes her hand for comfort, I was like, oh, fuck. But you know what I mean? Like, that's Incredible. really beautiful. That's really beautiful. Yeah. And the one tear, obviously. The one. Oh, my God. Mainly Joel tear. Oh, my God. Hand. Insane, right? Yeah. It was just like so powerful. And yeah, bless, I'm with you. Like, it, it really does work. And I think from a narrative perspective, this is even stronger than the game where the game does things like this. But just the, the setup of Riley doing the whole, whether it's uh, two minutes, two hours, whatever. Yeah. Like, like we need this time together which is not a fucking chance and i'm like oh that's interesting Bam, blow the fucking <laughs> i don't want to be like fucking stuck in my head while this mushroom's walking me around for a week i don't I believe you for a second Greg. this is one of those like i'm never gonna have kids now guess what everybody <laughs> little betty's walking around like this okay trust me I you are gonna take every second out. of your life to stay with jen i know you no, i know you no no no, no. yeah I'm, I'm turning into a goddamn mushroom she's gonna be there she's gonna be all mushrooming out i'm gonna oh, be like dude that oh, sucks gross. think about that I'm that nightmare you have to live in while this is happening what if you're still in there the whole you are still in there that's yeah that's kind of fucked up that's good we'll be in there forever yeah gross Until someone comes and shoots me in the head gotta stay away from this fucking guy you know what i mean yeah i loved it though the, like the, <laughs> know what i mean huh? the, the sentiment of, 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 drinking on a fishing trip all of a the sentiment though of riley putting that out there and it really resonating with riley and being the motivating factor for her to go back to joel like i need to be with you even if it like i love you and like that's what this is now and i yeah. need to to be with you as long as i can is so so special and like that's just the power of like even in these the darkest moments um there's still love and love shines through they talked about it the entire time but every episode's about love and i think that they've done a really good job of using that theme and playing with some of the darkest ideas and putting it to the test time and time again watching walking dead reading walking dead for so many years the major tentpole moments like the big oh my god this happened oh my god this happened moments that when you look at the entire run of it i love that in last of us they've kind of condensed that into these nine episodes you yeah. get kind of one of those moments every time and most of those moments have to do with what is the worst possible scenario somebody can come can be in when there is this infection when there is yeah. this whatever like whatever um the situation is and i loved in this one the thing was well we're both bit this is game over what do we do do we enjoy our time together or do we not yeah, game, game over okay there we go um and like the episode not beating you over the head with the fact that i mean we know it but they, there wasn't like a they didn't say it to us where they both got bit but ellie lived and riley didn't yeah. and they just I like cut, that they didn't show it. they just cut to future time when it cut right? to credits i was like oh fuck damn All right. <laughs> powerful stuff man yeah game never showed either though right oh did it not no that's always been one of my things is I, I like i know that's such a private moment but i would love to know I would love more on that one day, even though I don't think we ever get, I mean, maybe just over a beer with Neil one day, but you know what I mean? I'm just like, so what, like, at what point do they have this conversation of like, well, you're not, your bite doesn't look like my bite. This isn't happening the way it happened. Like, what do we, like, I would love even just a comic of that, like a, a one pager of like what the realization was. I don't need to see Ellie, you know, kill her or leave her or whatever it is, but yeah. I'd love to know more about the mindset there and how that, you know, I, we've seen so many people learn that ellie is immune what was it like for ellie in that moment to yeah. learn maybe not even that she's immune but like hey this is different and then when did you choose to leave right because your choices are well i'm you know we've seen that the infected will still go after her right so it isn't like it was with Tess, where they'll come over and like make out with you or whatever so you have riley slowly losing her shit and then ellie just deciding she has to go does she kill her Do whatever yeah. like there's a lot in there i still and i i I think it's awesome we don't know. 
I think it's awesome that you don't have that spelled out, but I still want to spell that for me. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Uh, speaking of infected, uh, I thought the tension made by just having the one infected in the mall and like how oh, the yeah. camera slowly pan and you see him connected to the wall and then wake up. Yeah. Um, I thought that was great. And then, yeah, for the rest of the episode, that created this, ah, shit, is it happening? Is it happening? Like when you hear the screams oh, yeah, and then yeah, Ellie yeah. runs Jen back. like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was like, oh, they're not doing the Halloween store bit. And then they got there. I was like, that's oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And oh, I think that's also, you know, another thing that's interesting uh, compared to the game. And I know we've talked about this before, but there aren't that many infected in this zombie show, right? And it is the fact that one is such a threat. Yeah. Like you don't need it how it was in the game, right? Where when they started playing the music and a whole bunch of them busted in and like they had to worry about it. It was just one that took them both out. I want to keep talking about this, but before I do that, I want to give you a word from our sponsors. Shout out to HelloFresh for sponsoring this episode. Remember those New Year's goals you promised yourself that you'd stick to? Well, HelloFresh is here to help you eat better by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door, taking the hassle out of dinner time. Fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 15 minutes so you can enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with Bernays sauce, or Southwest pork and bean burritos. A ton of us here at Kind of Funny have been using HelloFresh for years. Kevin loves how easy it is to get Paula vegetarian options, while I just love how quick the fast and fresh recipes come together during a hectic day in the studio. Go to HelloFresh.com slash kind of funny 65 and use code kind of funny 65 for 65 percent off plus free shipping that's hellofresh.com slash kind of funny 65 and use code kind of funny 65 for 65 percent off plus free shipping hellofresh america's number one meal kit hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And now we're back. El Capitan in the chat says, Ellie did say that she killed somebody before. Do you think it was Riley? Of course. I, again, I think this is the beauty of it. I, I, I love the unknown aspect of it because we don't know. But like, yeah, I, I assume that's Riley. I've always assumed that's Riley. But like, again, I want to hear what that... It's not even, again, so much about the final moment mm-hmm. as much as it is about the horror of like, you don't know what you're dealing with, right? Because that's the, like the, what gets my juices going when I watch it and thinking and like, you know, being in that situation is again, like even for us sitting here and be like, 
oh man, like you know, do they know? And like, oh, you know, it, they've talked about it before. Like, yes, you were still in there. I think it was on the Beyond Spoiler Cast. I'm sure Neil's talked about it in a million places since then. But like that, yeah, you know that when you're like, like sitting there, you know, becoming one of them. Like that's you still in there, losing control of your, you know, you're in. Like what a nightmare for me. I would never want to do that. But you figure Ellie and Riley and everybody in that world don't know that. There's no way to interview a, a clicker as it starts to t- turn, right? As it's a runner, like, like, are you still in there? Like, tap your foot if it's you. Like, you don't fucking know that. So it's like, for them Behind to get zombie, for them to get bit and then s- start to change, but hers be a different speed or uh, no speed or what? Like, it still looks infected, right? We see it. We still see the lines going through it. Like that conversation of like, what do you feel like right now, Riley? As she starts to like, you know, twitch more and more, and like, when does she stop talking? When does and like? That's what I'm so into it. Yeah, but I yeah, think- it's it's always been assumed in that Ellie yeah, is the one who killed her. Yeah, I, I, li- I like the implication, but I think there would be a, 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 a there could be a good standalone piece of content that is that, right? Because I think, for me, the thing that I really love about the show is that every episode, even though it's not an anthology, it almost feels like an anthology series because you are touching on all these different standalone stories that are all co- contributing to this one story. And <clears throat> I think the idea of, like, yeah, sit down with somebody who's turning and you're not turning for, like, th- a 30-minute episode I think would be really fun. Oh, but also, on. for this scenario, yeah, like, I like the implication. I like that... You know, they cut, we don't see it, and we only hear the tidbits of, like, yeah, I've killed somebody before. And as the audience member, you have to assume that that's Riley. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with that, I mean, I think that the the show did a good job of adding a lot of just lines of dialogue to kind of back things up. But there was the moment where Ellie was talking to Joel, which is like, are they still in there? And, like, that, what you're talking about, Greg, but, like, her actually asking Joel about it, I think, because he's killed a whole bunch of them. And I think that that shows to me like yes she did kill riley and she is like questioning like yeah. fuck like did i kill riley or did i kill this it's the same riley, with you know same and henry when um he asked ellie the same thing of like yep. hey are they like are they still in there that is the thing you think about when you're well, i imagine when you're about to turn right like what the fuck is about to happen to me yeah god so much so much going on in this. That. yeah i don't know man i think i do i, I think i would i do yeah i mean i think i would too but i don't know that i actually would i think that i would say that i would but i don't think that i actually would I mean, I've talked about this a million times, but I look out the window and see these things. And like, not good. Just, like, what's we're the point? Just done. Why am I hanging on? What is the point? They can have the earth by. Um, loved the use of the music, the license stuff in this. Like, again, just strengthening the Last of Us Part Two stuff that we're we're gonna get eventually. But the the four slash five wonders of the world in the mall were so incredible. And just like the again, the idea that she put on this elaborate date just feels so perfect like it's just like such a the plot of this episode and i know it's the the plot from the game but it's just pitch perfect like they knew exactly what they were doing and they just nailed the assignment there again like i you know i said i think uh multiple episodes so far but again that's like man like what a feather in neil Druckmann's cap that like again you can be sitting here and i like i can be my first time viewing it but five seconds ahead on what the lines are going to be you know what I mean? I'm just like, for what? Like, oh my god! And like, you know what I mean? Of like, they so nailed it so much in the game that it can just be this easily translated to a show and be so much exactly the same. Speaking of Neil, this is the sole episode that was solely written by Neil Druckmann. You can tell know. Craig didn't get his grubby little fingers on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Craig, Craig's involved in every other episode besides this one. Um, the first and last one are Craig and Neil. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this one is the only one that is just just pure Neil. Um, but yeah, it. There was so many moments in this where I feel like I'm going to end up wanting to rewatch this episode a lot in the future just because it 
they they did such a great job with the set design which they've continued yeah. to do throughout yeah. the show but like the the merry-go-round like it's just such a magical moment i do wish that we got the actual water gun stuff i know we got like references to it but i i i thought that that was like a really fun cute thing from the game but all the things that they did do i was like wow this is they're really really nailing the 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 vibe that the game game gave me but because it's real life it has that extra level of like wow i buy that this is a uh merry-go-round in this abandoned mall with the lights on it's just there's like there's such a, a magic to it it's almost christmas like you know well, with the, all it's the, the lights, lights you know yeah. what i mean like the lighting was so perfect in this for the set design that you're talking about but just having the neon of the stores and then that uh warm light of the carousel and a few other places where it looked like both you know candlelight or like you're outside at a christmas fair or like we'll see in last of us part two right them in the barn when they had all the lights there yeah like it, there's something so romantic about it totally and her even uh saying like i'm on a magical horse with a million lights it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah, just yeah. such a such a great thing again just the frame of reference that like these girls don't know this like mm. lights I mean, are a rare thing for the escalators just yeah. insane just her, yeah just like being like i'm staying in one place right while she's walking up the down going escalator like yeah all the stuff they do with things like the mer merry-go-round which is like hey this is supposed to be a fun thing to things like an escalator where again we're like oh yeah an escalator but in their, their world it is something special to them i think mixing those two things together really um you know elevates that whole thing of like yeah, we're just kids. Yeah. Hey. Um, but yeah, I think I, I thought they did just a phenomenal job of finding all these different things for them to play around with and be kids with. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Um, one, one thing I want to shout out also is there's a line where Riley says you can't fight everything and everyone. And again, like I feel like this show is doing such a good job of pointing to the future of where things are going to go. Right. Like that feels so that feels like it's teeing up for season two so well in terms of. Ellie's gonna fight everyone, everybody, and everyone, right? And like that is who her character is. I believe that this Ellie is gonna fight people. <laughs> like this Ellie guy has that dog in her. Oh yeah. Like, I yeah. mean, I appreciated you know the stuff back at the uh, Fedra Academy or whatever, right? Where you, she gets pulled into the principal's office or whatever the hell his title is, right? And th this whole conversation about like, no, there's a bunch of grunts and people who shovel shit, and then there's people who are gonna rise up, and you're smart enough to rise up. Do you want to be a part of that? But he doesn't say it like. It's a very mad at her fact way yep. of how the world works, but it's not like I'm an asshole douche way. It's very much like this is what keeps it all together, and I truly believe that. And you can see Ellie be torn between that and Riley, right? And the fireflies who are just bombing people, and she doesn't understand fully, and then this. And, like, what do you do with that, right? And I like their conversation as they went through it of, like, questioning the fireflies, but also questioning Fedra and, like, well, what is the – these two dogmas, what's actually happening? I think the show has done infinitely a better job at Fedra. Of building oh, them that's out a real thing. and a real making character. them an under, like yeah. having an understanding of who they are, and they're not just bad guys. We see them mostly as bad guys, but like seeing, hearing him, I love that the show kind of presents different ideologies constantly with the different groups and even just different characters within the groups, without presenting any of them as the right option. And like last week, going back to the the communism conversation, and like having Joel and Tommy be like the realization of like oh shit that's what this is right now like i love the amount of different things where it's like yo like there isn't a right answer to this like there needs to be order without order there's chaos but maybe the chaos is needed for things to work like every single thing has a if this then that and i i love that they they present that in a way where using um the 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 dude the guidance counselor or whatever it was and even the fact that they have a school and like they i just love the the way that they set that up that there is this world and he's like i'm people at my level are necessary or else everything goes to fucking hell and it's like is he right 
Seems like he is in some ways because sure. we've seen other quarantine zones getting taken down and that not be the right answer, right? Like that is just replacing one bad with another bad. And I, I love the idea that like everybody is just, just trying to figure it out just like we are in real life. Yeah. I mean, I think even the conversation that Ellie has with Riley in the mall where Ellie finds Riley's like stash that she's building of like weapons that they're going to use against the um, Fedra and Ellie being like, you're literally making weapons to probably kill me right and riley being like i wouldn't let them do that to you and ellie's like oh yeah listen, yeah. yeah like it's like all right we'll, we'll see um i think again that contributes to that idea of the opposing sides and like you know we can get individual perspectives on any any of those sides but yeah like it is it's all going to break down in a certain way where where i, I it, again it all feels like it's leading to season two of yeah once we get to seattle there's going to be those sides where it's like oh yeah abby's crew they're bad but like they're not bad they're just bad to a certain side right like fedra is the villain to the fireflies the fireflies are the villains to fedra right like i i like how they're building all those things yeah and i i really liked the pacing of the the story here when it when it came to having the flashback in the beginning or, or the earliest part of it at least of like her being at the the school how they dealt with all of that like her beating up the other girl her having to get stitches like all the that stuff i thought was great and then when you get into the the actual mall and they're going through it all i love even the like subverting the expectations of like jump scares and things where they're in the Halloween store or like even when the thing the scary thing pops up and it's the scream and it's like oh it's actually her getting her back love that as the the resolution to the reveal that Riley's leaving and going to Atlanta and it just being such a heartbreaking moment where you see this and even the first time playing you're like She's going to die. This is going to suck. Like, this is going to be bad. But then you're like, oh, maybe she doesn't die. Maybe she actually goes out and it actually is just a goodbye, which would be a fairly novel thing in this type of world where uh, the the ending of two characters in a relationship are just one leaves because there's not many places to go. Um, but to, to have that immediately resolved for them to, to make up immediately and be like, I'm going to stay here. I thought was great. But them uh, dancing on the, the Halloween thing in the mass and then eventually kissing with the music playing and all that. That felt like the perfect moment in any other thing that would have been a jump scare zombie comes, bites are there, they don't get their moment, all that. I love that it built to the jump scare and then resulted in the kiss. So instead of it being like, oh, something bad's going to happen, it was like something amazing just happened. Like something that's so special that probably changed Ellie forever. And even going, you're talking about this Ellie being like so much more believable to be the part two Ellie of just mm -hmm. violence and mayhem. Um, but I love the tenderness in it too. I love her looking at the Victoria's Secret thing and like having the moment of like, Fuck. like i need to look like that and it's like that's deeply scary that like that's how fast that could happen but even her just like putting her hair behind her ear and then you see it later of her doing that it's like i love what this episode did for this version of ellie where we've seen her be a little bit on the more extreme side i like that we got to to see her a bit more on the like like who she really could be side also i want to give a shout out uh, this is complete gear switch sorry if we're trying to get to drive somewhere with that uh dawn of the wolf i've been waiting that? I've been waiting. It's the it's the knockoff Twilight thing that they had in the games. And so, like, there was a conversation, one of the interactive, you know, you could do the triangle over it where she was like, what? It was a great conversation early in the game with Joe and Ellie where Ellie's like, so what does she, does he, does he tear her apart? And he's like, no, it's a, what? No, it's a, it's a romantic. It's, it's a kid's movie. It's a teen movie for romance. <laughs> I, earlier when they had started doing the, uh, you know, Mortal Kombat uh, instead of the made up game. And then, mm -hmm. like, they had done something earlier where they had walked by, and they didn't have a Dawn of the Wolf poster. I was like, oh, man, I really ho hope they would have done that. And so to have it left behind, I like that. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about next time on. See a little Troy Baker action, David's camp, David looking creepy as all shit. Yeah. And then we see the place in flames, and I was like, this is going to be awesome. I'm very excited for that episode. 
Lots of Troy in the just the tease, which yeah, I thought was cool. Like letting him actually talk. You know what I mean? I like that. And I also like again subverting expectations to a degree, right? If you don't know what's coming, you're watching that, and it seems like they're trying to talk the, the, to the leader about not trusting this girl, right? When the leader's obviously horrible. Yeah. Find out soon enough. Yeah, exactly. So it's we're going to get the that entire scenario next week, leading into the finale. Um, no Ashley Johnson in this one. Yeah. So that will be in the finale. You got to assume, unless they cut it, which I highly doubt that they I think would. She's like a, a hospital worker. No, no she's, I think it's known that she's playing uh, Ellie's mom. mom. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I, I think, like we talked about last week, I imagine that that's going to be a flashback from um, Marlene. uh, Marlene's perspective of mm. being there when Ellie was born. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah. And these last two episodes are going to be exciting because I think a lot of, like some of the criticism definitely is like how much they've held back on the violence, especially from Joel's part. And I think we're really going to see that explode in the next two episodes when Joel wakes up. Starts torturing motherfuckers, and then that whole uh, hospital scenario, I think, is going to be brutal. Brutal. Yeah. 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 Two more to go. We will be doing our breakdowns uh, next Monday and the following Monday, 9 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash kind of funny. Remember, Troy Baker will be joining us next week. I'm very, very, very excited about that. Uh, let us know in the comments below what you thought about The Last of Us Left Behind. But until next time, I love you all. Goodbye.